I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 67, Payment Processing with Pamela Cushlin. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. I'm so excited to invite Pamela here today. She is my guest. She is phenomenal. She's going to teach us all about payment processing, and I'm so excited and thrilled that she is here today. So welcome, Pamela. It's so good to have you here on the program. Thank you, Amber, for having me. It's my pleasure. Yes, absolutely. And I think this topic is so important because it's one of those topics that many businesses and business owners just don't think about. And it's maybe not their passion. It's maybe not something that they love thinking about. I think it's so important that you talk today about payment processing. But first, I'd love to know, how did you get into the industry? What brought you here? And what do you love about what you do? Thank you. Yes. Um, I actually was an office manager for 12 years plus, And Upon being laid off from a business and, and enjoying the, the work that I was doing, I found myself looking for new opportunities and a friend introduced me to Park Place and they were just doing the pilot program of the company. And I was just very pulled to the authenticity of the uh, founders, the transparency and the honesty and integrity that they were offering. And also the fact that they were being so nurturing to the customers. Um, it's an industry that I myself have experienced people calling up saying that they can beat my price. And I would literally hang up on them as an office manager because I'm like, well, you don't even know what my price is, you know? And of course that's not a very good dialogue to start that conversation. And so I would have bet money that I wouldn't be in this industry. And here I am five and a half years later, loving the fact that I'm making an impact on all of my clients and how they're appreciative of the service, how much I've saved them, all the things. And so you just, I've really seen that it's nice to be the difference most don't know exist. Yes, absolutely. You know, we mentioned this a little bit more off air, but business owners go into business because they have a passion. They know there's a need out there. They know there's something that they can give customers and really help them to make their lives better. But I would venture a guess that most business owners are not thinking, what payment processing system should I use? It's almost one of those nuts and bolts things that they need to do to make sure payment comes in. I am curious, Pamela, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about things that go into deciding on a payment processing system. Maybe if it's their fees, but they're kind of systems that they're looking at. So business owners have a better idea of what's going to work best for them. Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing, first off, it's somewhat not analyzing exactly what type of business you have, what your needs are. For instance, do you need to keep inventory so that you need a POS system? Or maybe you're on the go, so you need payments to be able to be accepted on the go. Um, Do you have an e-commerce type of atmosphere to where you need to be online and and accepting payments online? Um, Or do you have a brick and mortar store itself where all you need maybe is just the terminal to process the payments and you've got your own means of tracking things. So really it's just deciphering what your needs are, what works for you. Um, Of course, there's a lot about payment processing that I love to teach people because there's various different pricing models out there. And so I do think that there's some education to be gained. And I get what you're saying, because business owners go into business to follow their passion. And then there's always logistics about business that they're not aware of that they're like, oh, now I have to decipher accounting and I have to learn insurance and I have to do payments and maybe contracts and attorneys. And so there's things outside logistics of a business that they they weren't really prepared for. 
And and it's actually quite frustrating for the business owner because they're like, well, this is not what I want to do. I want to I want to do my passion. I don't want to do this. But how else are you going to accept your customer's payment and get it into your bank? You need a processor. And so leaning on your bank is generally not the best means. And I welcome just being a resource for people so and an advocate so that they can learn more about what their options are. And then they can decide for themselves what's their best fit. I think that is fantastic. Just analyzing, okay, what are your needs? You know, what system works best? And then really going from there. I know there's a couple of different systems that, that we were chatting about, like surcharging versus uh, the interchange. So can you speak a little bit more about that and let our listeners know what that means? Yeah, I, I'm happy to. It's one of the best questions, to be honest, because if you don't know the pricing structure of payments, how can you decipher what your options are? And so most most business owners are honestly what I call flying blind because they're not aware. And so they're just taking whatever advice they're given and and assuming that's the most best interest for them. And it's not necessarily the case. Uh, One of the things that I do suggest for a business that's actually deciding that they want to pay for their payment processing expenses and not push it off to their customer, because that's one option. It's called surcharging. And I'll talk about that in a second. But interchange pricing plus is actually where you're paying the interchange cost, which is the cost that the issuer of your card, wherever you get your debit or your credit card, whether that's Chase Bank or your credit union or whatever, American Express, that's called the issuer. And they decide the actual interchange rate that gets paid. And that's regulated based off of a debit, a credit, whether your card not present, because if the card's not present, it's additional cost because there's Mm. more concern as to whether or not the issuer is actually approving the transaction and so forth. And so there's these things that kind of affect that price. So interchange pricing plus is the best pricing model. Unfortunately, I'll find most banks are using what's called tiered pricing. And that basically puts the three different pricing in three different buckets, whether it's regulated, non-regulated, and so forth. But the prices don't always stay in those buckets. So it's not very transparent. Um, When it comes to surcharging, surcharging is legal in all 50 states except for Connecticut and Massachusetts. But the other 48 states can actually push the credit card fee, which is a 3% fee, which was modified in April of this year to 3%. It used to be 3.5% or Mm. greater, Um, but now it's 3%. And then if the customer wants to avoid that fee, then they pay with a debit card. And then the business then pays the debit expense at 1% and a 25 cent transaction fee. But a business can save 25 to 35% net profit if they use surcharging versus interchange. But again, it's not for everybody because some people, if they're an owner and they go to a business and they don't like paying that fee somewhere else, Mm -hmm. then it's probably not a good fit for them because I do believe your payments is part of your business and part of your culture and it should fit whatever works good for that business owner. Absolutely. I love that you keep bringing it back to what they want to see in business, how they want to do business, how they want to run that business, because it really is so individually in you know, insulating how they want to do business and how they want their business to run and look like and really cater to the individual. Um, so just kind of just for some clarification, interchange tends to be more cost effective um, for that particular system, but then the business is paying for those fees. Whereas the surcharge then maybe is not quite as cost effective, but it helps the cost, it allows the customers to pay that charge. And then it goes through, you know, their payment system instead of the company paying for that or the business, correct? Um, Somewhat. Basically, the point I would point out is that with surcharging, it's actually the most cost effective for the business 
because they're paying less all across the board because the customer then pays for all the credit card expenses at 3%. Mm. So they're pushing that fee to the customer, but then they're also giving the customer the choice if they want to avoid the fee, then they can pay with a debit card, but then the bill pay the 1%. And so oh, the okay. difference okay. is it does give the, the customer the power of deciding, but the business, if they surcharge, it's like 25, 25% greater profit than interchange. What people don't understand is credit card processing is the fifth largest expense for most businesses. Wow. So if you, when you understand that whole thought, like analyzing your payments and looking at your merchant statements and knowing what you're paying and having a processor you really trust that actually has your best interest at heart matters. Yes. Well, and you know, we can speak too. we don't have to name names at all here, but we have certain companies out that says, well, if you use our system, we'll charge you just a flat rate. And mm -hmm. I think for a lot of business owners, they may look at that and be like, that seems like a pretty good deal. There's one flat rate. That's all we need to worry about per charge. Um, could you speak to that a little bit and just say where that may be effective and maybe when it's not as effective? Sure. They are great solutions. Merchant aggregators is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And a merchant aggregator, what they're doing is they're actually sharing an account with everyone underneath the same umbrella in that same business. And so the benefit of it is it's easy, simple, easy for anyone to get a, an account. You can start processing right away. Um, it's actually very cost advantage as well for businesses that are processing under 10K a month mm -hmm. because there's no monthly membership fee. And so, and, and even some offer free equipment, but again, you're paying a flat rate fee. And so when you understand that a debit rate for an interchange pricing plus is 0.5% and never greater than 1%, it's not very cost effective over time. And as the numbers get, you know, as, as the business grows, because you want to pay the cost versus an extra of what, almost 2% on each transaction that starts to add up if you're running some volume. Exactly. So especially as the business is growing and more transactions are coming in, do you want to stay with that flat rate? That's just going to keep charging that flat rate. Or do you want to find maybe another system that can accommodate the volume, but then also keep costs much less, more like a five to 1% rate. And that can make a big difference for businesses. Exactly. And the other kicker too, though, is they actually, um, when you're with a merchant aggregator, they're controlling fighting all of your battles for you. So there is protection in having your own merchant identification number so that you can then reach out to Visa or MasterCard brands to fight your own battles when it comes to fraud or problems with transactions and so forth. Of course, the customer service team ourselves usually helps with that process, but in these other companies, they're literally handling and, and they control all of your money. They control everything. So you know if they're doing extensive holds on your account, you don't really have much power to do much about that. Um, of course, um, basically the whole point of credit card processing companies and their underwriting department is to protect you. And so they're trying to make sure that the charge is valid and approved and the funds are there and all of the things. But, you know, some of these merchant aggregators unfortunately have extensive hold times and it, it's just, it can be kind of hard on businesses. So they're a very great fit for smaller businesses though. It's really easy to get the account, all of that stuff. However, it's kind of like when you buy a nicer car, you want the full coverage insurance and you want the greater protection than when you buy a $2,000 car and maybe you just get liability only insurance. So, you know, it's really a matter of how invested you are in your business and the more money your business is making, a lot of times the 
the better it is to protect it with your own merchant account number. That's really good. And it, that's really important information because I think sometimes that's not always said in the fine, well, it might be said in the fine print, but it's not always said when maybe we're looking into these different systems that, hey, we could put a hold on your account for an extended period of time, which for businesses, you know, there's so much money flow coming in and going out that, you know, once that stopped, because maybe there's a hold on some of the purchases that makes it really difficult for that business system to keep running. So that's a really good point too, as you know, business owners are considering, do we go with an aggregator or do we go get our more uh, merchant ID number? Yeah. So I think that's so, so good. You know, just, there's so many other factors than just how much the cost is for these services. It's crazy. And service is so hugely important too. One of the things yeah. that I love about park place payments is we have in-house customer service. And we're also very proactive about your PCI compliance piece to help you as a business owner complete that because it's a renewal piece. Every year, you're actually supposed to, again, recertify that you're compliant. And so if you're seeing a PCI fee on your merchant statement, your merchant provider is not adequately making sure that your systems are protected, that you have firewalls, that you've got the right systems in place, that passwords aren't shared, all of these questions that are what's the questions of your renewal piece. And so we're very proactive about that, which makes us a little different than some companies too. And I think that's part of how we've been able to maintain such a great retention rate. That's wonderful. That's amazing. Cause I think it's, we talked a little bit about this off air, it, you know, once again, it's not just the pricing, but it's like, what is going to benefit your business the most? And what kind of service do you want for your business as you give service to your customers going forward? And some of that may, is not included in the price. Some of that is more Hey, what else, what are the other benefits that go along with these different companies and these different services? And I think that's really, really important. Totally. I do too. It's, it's really, it can be crucial. I mean, your, if your systems or your computer, your technology is going out and you can't reach your person or unfortunately, and again, I'm not judging anyone from a different ethnicity, but if they're not very good English, you're trying to communicate English, that can be very frustrating. Yeah, and so yes. you want someone to communicate with you. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm curious too, hun, because there's, there's probably a lot of different business owners watching and they have say, well, what about my particular business and your services in particular can go for many, many different fields. Yes. Yeah. We're very lucky that way. Again, it's a commodity, so it's not um, a type of business that we can service. We do the same job if we're servicing a contractor that's, a, you know, a construction contractor, or if it's a clothing person, the, the process of us collecting money and holding it and making sure the funds are valid and getting it to your account doesn't change because of the type of business. We're actually also able to service uh, the medical uh, field. So medical service providers that have medical software, 99% of the time they're Windows-based. And so long as it is a Windows-based product, we have what's called practice management bridge that interfaces with them it saves on back office labor hours. And then they're also able to text and communicate to their clients and build their client practitioner relationship all while saving money on their payment processing. So it's a beautiful win-win that a lot of people don't know exists. Yeah. Well, and we also talked about too, how sometimes it's easy once you get it figured out as a business owner, just to go with the status quo and say, Hey, I figured that out years ago. <laughs> I don't want to have to figure that out again. That takes a lot of brain power and time and effort. But we also mentioned it's like getting a checkup at the doctor. Like you need to go in regularly, maybe not quite as often as a doctor, but you need to just check it regularly to make sure it's fitting 
you and your business going forward. So can you speak a little bit more into that? Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things is just that if you're not looking at your merchant statement, how can you know what you're getting charged? And if you're not analyzing it against what other providers are offering, how can you know you have the best fit for your business? So one of the things that Park Place does that is a bit different than most entities is we actually do what's called a payment checkup. So we'll literally audit your payment, your current provider service technology and rate against directly what we can offer you. And again, 90% 90 of the time we're able to add value and 10% of the time it's a beautiful peace of mind because we're telling you, stay put, they really do have your best interest at heart. So it's not that we're saying that we're the best fit for everyone because we're not. And there are providers that are very exclusive to certain CRMs or different types of technology. And so sometimes too, it's a matter of when you're starting out to look into what those options are and and can you use something like authorized.net or WooCommerce that has some flexibility over time or not? And, and that will benefit you in the long run as your business grows if you intend on having a very big business that of course, as they start, they're usually smaller. And so different needs for different fits, you kind of have to analyze that over time. And so continually looking at that is very advantageous for the business. I usually suggest every year, but even if it's every two years, you, if you're not looking at it, a lot of times, you know, you're possibly my competition's favorite customer because you're you're likely just paying too much and you don't even notice or or you don't care because again, change is uncomfortable. And so you've also got to be willing, as we talked about before, which I think is important, you know, knowledge and and all of that without action, it doesn't really serve the purpose. If insight without action means nothing, we know it's good for us to exercise over the time, but but are we doing it? Are we moving our bodies? <laughs> so how many times yeah. do we know we're supposed to be doing something and we don't do it? But it's to our best interest to to do just that, you know, and, and change is uncomfortable, but it's, what do they say? Um, change is the, or lack of change is the enemy of progress. Like, you know, you're not progressing if you're not changing. I mean, that's almost the synonymous with business is keeping up with the times and the new ages because it's constantly changing out there. The world is, we're always evolving, right? Or if you're not evolving, you're stagnant. And so that's the question is, is can you keep evolving with the times or are you going to stay stagnant? And and as much as that might seem comfortable in the end, it's uncomfortable because there's no growth. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was just going to mention too. You bring up a really, really great point in the fact that, you know, our businesses change. Businesses are like kind of like rivers. They keep flowing. They keep changing. They keep um, moving forward, if you will. And so our payment processing systems need to get a checkup and make sure that they're keeping up with what you want to create. So it's not limiting your growth as a business. So I think that's so important to just set aside some time and some effort and some energy to say, okay, is this serving me and my business the best? And I love that you guys do an audit of processing systems to say, can we do better? Can we service you better? And if you're in a spot where they already have something that's serving them. Awesome. But if you can make it so much better, then why not? What, you know, the, what's the harm in just looking into seeing if there's something better out there for you? Exactly. And the kicker with that too, is it doesn't have to take as much time as people think. We end up doing an analysis. It takes five to 10 minutes of interviewing you, asking you a few questions, looking over your merchant statement. My team then runs all the numbers and the figures. And then we get back to you for another 10, 15 minutes. So you know, if a half hour in saving, I've saved businesses $2,000, $3,000, $8,000, dollars like the amounts that can be saved sometimes, the potential is huge. And again, you know, if it's the fifth largest expense of most businesses, you want to make sure you're getting the best buck for your money. And again, it's not a matter of the cheapest price. It should be all of those things at once because they all affect your business equally. 
Absolutely. And since we talk so much about money here, (laughs) it's important to take those action steps to get you to where you want to be. And so if it means, hey, let's do this audit and you can save 2,000, you know, 16,000, a couple of the numbers you mentioned, isn't that worth it? What could you do with that money that could help your business continually grow or to pay your employees or to help the business owner reach their goals as well? It's huge. It can make a big difference. You know, I, I do love what I do. The biggest thing is, is it's so nice to have, I have some customers, for instance, that are telling me like, I'll never leave you. I get calls all the time for mm-hmm. payment processors. And and the fact that they're that solid and they've seen and experienced our service. And they're just like, I would never go to anyone else. I don't care how much, I don't care how much more they charge me. Like, you know, which is hilarious because this was a guy that was all about the money at first and then <laughs> recognized the value of the service because you can't really put a dollar sign on the service. Like, how do you quantify time? And and especially these business owners, you know, their time is super precious. So of course their time matters, right? They're usually pulled and prodded in 20,000 different directions. And there's always these fires and things that they're putting out. Yes. It's like the last concern. And so I understand that. And at the same time, it's going to be the last concern until you make it your first concern because you recognize it's a priority. And so that's super important to do. And we mentioned something earlier too, that I think is another important thing to note is don't wait until something bad happens (laughs) to do something. Don't wait until it gets so far down the line and so much money maybe was not utilized the way you wanted it to, to then take action. It's much better to do the preventative medicine before the actual illness comes. Exactly. Well, and again, change, it's not always as difficult as people think to switch, for instance, either. Like there's times where if you're e-commerce and you're connected to the authorized.net, there's literally a one-page document called the VAR sheet that people complete and they've changed processors. They've immediately gotten better rates and service without having to change any of their equipment. So sometimes you don't even have to do a whole new equipment change and training, like is a huge concern for everybody. Yeah. A lot of times it's a lot more simpler than they think, you know, and we really do onboarding process makes it as quick as possible and simple. Things have come a long ways and we've really learned from practices in the past to try to always improve our systems as well to make it easy for the business owner. But, you know, obviously there's still some change and some discomfort, I guess, from change. But fact is, is you're trusting whoever you're using now. So I hope you trust them with your heart and I hope they have your best interest in mind. And if they do great, but if you're not verifying that yourself, then I'm not sure that's so wise. Like I'm fine with people, my customers checking on me and doing it and out, you know, it's to their best interest too. And just like that too, we actually also re-rate and reevaluate our own clients periodically for that same reason. Like, can we save them more money? Yes. My customer service team actually reached out to an HVAC company of mine. And after saving them eight and a half K to start when they switched, we were saving them an additional $6,000 because their volume had grown. And I mean, like how many processors save you money in the midst of just staying with them and again, reduce your costs. It's kind of unheard of. And that's one of the things that, how do I not back a company that's doing that for my people? And so, yeah, it's it's nice to know that we're literally an asset to your business. And, you know, is your payment process an asset to yours is the question. And, and if not, you deserve to have a hundred percent satisfaction. Yes, no, it's so good. And I think it's so important too. It's know that there's other options. Yeah. You don't always have to go with the one we hear of the most <laughs> that seems like, okay, well, we could go with that one since a few people recommended it to me, but it's really important to know there's other options out there and really seeing if those options mm-hmm. out of all of them, which is going to fit your business the best. Definitely. Definitely. And as your business grows, you know, again, when you're starting out, it's not as important, but as your business gets bigger, 
It is very important to have your own merchant identification number, even if you're not with Park Place. I highly suggest for businesses doing 20K or more a month that you have your own merchant identification number because it is to your protection so that you can fight your own battles and control your own money. So I really advocate for that, whether it's with me or anyone else, merchant accounts are to your benefit, especially as your biggest, your business is bigger. So that's something that's very important. Amazing. Well, I appreciate all of your wisdom, Pamela, and everything you've shared with us today. This is such good information to have for our listeners out there who say, hey, I want to check in with Pamela. I'd really love to know how my payment processing system stacks up against what they offer. What's the best way for them to find you and connect with you? Uh, well, as you can see under my name, if you, they see video, Pamela at parkplacepayments.com is my email. That is the best means of reaching me. But you can also find me, Pamela Cushlin, K-U-S-H-L-A-N is my last name. You can find me on Facebook or through LinkedIn. And then, you know, DM me that way and we can connect. But my email's the best. So then we can set up an appointment. And again, it only takes 10, 15 minutes tops. If you're really a complicated business, maybe 15, 20. But because there are some businesses that have a lot more going on. You know, maybe they're brick and mortar and they're e-commerce and they're doing events and and so really, it's just depending on your business and its complexity that depends the time. But I've done payment analysis in five minutes before, too, because some of them are a lot more simpler than people think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, virtual terminals, what what are your needs? And, and then just deciphering that and then giving you a proposal and seeing what works for you or what doesn't. So, you know, and again, just really educating you so that if you need more insight about what pricing policies are out there or what to merge data, I just advocate for people and a resource. So feel free to reach out to me. And and I thank you, Amber, for this opportunity to to get in front of more people because I, I think there's really are the the personalities of our communities. And I think it's really important that people support their local businesses because, you know, I don't really just want the big box stores to be the ones that are, you know, making bank. I mean, they, you know, these people are usually housing kids and raising families and and they really do matter. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I just appreciate you coming on and talking about this subject that I don't think a lot of people address, you know, about payment processing. It's not the most glamorous or flashy, but it's still so important to business owners. Like you said, it's like the fifth top expense they have within their business. And if they can find something that's going to help them and their businesses grow and they can keep adding their goodness out to the world, it's definitely worth looking into. So all of you take time, reach out to Pamela. She can help you to make sure your payment processing system is going to be the best for you. And we just thank you so much again for being on the program, Pamela. Thank you very much for having me, Amber. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. Head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.